What's up, Cuzzies? Welcome to the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. For today's episode, we're pulling into the next stop of the Great Cuzzies Road Trip. The Great Cuzzy Road Trip is an informational road trip highlighting every amusement park in America, as well as roadside attractions and places to eat along the way. This stop will take us to Huntington, West Virginia, and Columbus, Ohio to see more of what America has to offer. Hopefully we'll sneak a slice of pizza or five as well. So come along as Coaster Bro and I hunt for credits, grub, and glory. Hell yeah! Hey, what's up, up, man? How you doing? I didn't... How was the Hooters parking lot? How was that? Um, I think it was Uh, in Charlotte. How was the... Can we get a review on that? Yeah, the the Charlotte Hooters was a sad trip this time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's just depressing there. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, I'm sorry you missed out on Dollywood, though. Yeah, well, I mean, Dollywood and I already have uh, checkered history anyway. My one visit, uh, Western Fall wasn't open. Shocker. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a uh, you know you you and probably thousands of other people gone to Dollywood and and then just got uh, declined of the credit of uh, Lightning Rod. Yeah. So right. I will say that was we we timed our trip well though uh, when we went because that was just ahead of the the wildfires that wiped out a bunch of attractions and stuff. So that was. So I'm glad we beat it. Yeah, but hey, we got a an interesting show. I'm, I'm going to say interesting for today. Um, kind of a weird one, as we're going to be going to Camden Park, as well as the Columbus Zoo. Um, Camden Park, in particular, hard to string into any type of road trip, as it's just so isolated in the middle of America. Um, I did happen to get to go to both of these parks last year, um, and like a cross country road trip, I had to very much. Go out of my way to make sure I went to Camden Park. So I'm excited to talk about that and uh, talk about Huntington as well as Columbus. So this is going to be a this will be a good time. You you're an Ohio guy. You uh, been been around Columbus a couple times. Uh, usually just driving through. Uh, however, my brother is there on a work project uh, for the next few months. So I uh, went and visited family in Cleveland and stopped through to have lunch with him. So you'll see one of the 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 place that we went featured as one of the uh, places to pick up some grub. Very nice, awesome. So we got we got some experiences. We've been <clears> to this, <throat> some of these places, which is not what we can always say during the road trip, which is just fine. But um, right. I, yeah, we're gonna start with uh, Huntington, West Virginia. This is the home of Marshall University, um, which I found out when I got there, and I was kind of a surprise, but. Um, I guess we could start off with the food and drink. This is not a not a big city by any means, but um, you know, there is some grub to talk about for sure. Let's kick into food. We've got a few places for you. I'm gonna lead off this list with Fat Patties. Mm. Fat Patties has your traditional bar food options. There's a pretty massive menu here to cover most of your cravings. They are known for their burgers. Those uh, burgers got, are fat. Yeah. Yeah. They've got one called the Big Fat Patty and that's just that's that that would be something fun to say to your uh Aunt wait Patty staff. Oh, wait staff. It's just give me hey 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 homie just give me that Big Fat Patty. <laughs> mm. Oh, and they've got one called the Raspberry Popper Burger. Uh which 
you know, you, I, I like to try some, you know, offbeat stuff when I can. So I'd probably give this a go. It's a uh, fresh beef patty, cream cheese, sauteed jalapenos, and their signature raspberry melba sauce, along with lettuce, tomato, and onion. Honestly, it kind of feels like a cousin to uh, the holiday turkey at, uh, what you call it? You're just displacing cranberry for raspberry. I'd say so. Uh, early sandwich, yeah. Yeah, that's the good no stuff. St no stuffing, so. Yeah, but I'd, I'd give it a go. There's uh, there's a cowboy burger there for Tony. Tony Tony's a big cowboy. <laughs> he yeah. he, he, he likes uh, to do cowboy things with his friends. Um, gosh, roast beef, mushrooms, provolone, mozzarella cheese. That looks like a pretty good cowboy burger. Yeah. Yeah, I'd try it. There's, there's not a lot here I wouldn't. Uh, and then they've got, you know, lots of other bar food options. I'm sure their wings are solid. I believe I saw some comments in their reviews that reference that reality. So, yeah, bad patties. Looks like a great, like, you college wanna... town bar. Yeah, a uh, good good place, I would say, to casually wind down after a long day at uh, Camden Park if you don't stick around and make pronto pups your dinner. I was going to say, uh, probably not a long day at Camden Park by any means for anybody, yeah. but <laughs> it's a good, good, good place to get yourself a uh, beer if you are in the 21 plus crowd and a burger. Yes. So, yeah. On to the next on the list. Uh, my personal favorite of the three, I've, I've not been here just as far as how it looked uh, Black Sheep Burritos and Brews. Ooh. Black sheep burritos and brews. Their their menu dominantly going to be uh, Mexican in appearance options. We got burritos and tacos. However, most of their offerings are kind of spins on it, uh, not necessarily Mexican ingredients on the inside. Um, we've got some some Asian fusion options in here. We've got a Nashville hot chicken burrito, uh, seared tuna, General Tso's. They've got a pretty solid-looking breakfast burrito there uh, if you hit them on your way into Camden. Uh, just kind of all around the food looks good, looks fresh, looks just very, very delicious and something I'd want to go out of my way for personally. I, I like the places that that, that do the, the fusions and the spins just to, just, just to change up what you're expecting when you eat something. It, it makes the experience more interesting. Does this isn't a place that you would expect to see in Huntington either? Just, <clears throat> there's a lot of um, just unique menu items, I'd say. Yeah, I highly recommend just like if you're listening to this now, just hopping on and looking at their menu and then booking a trip to Huntington just for black sheep. <laughs> it's probably good, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, and there's there's something in the name because uh, I kept having to stop myself from saying black sheep burgers and fries because that's a place in Springfield who makes excellent burgers if you are needing a burger place on your way to or from Silver Dollar City from Kansas City or St. Louis or anywhere else for that matter. Yeah, I gotcha. Also one in Charleston too, just a fun fact. If you're in Charleston, uh, is that South Carolina, North Carolina? <clears throat> one of the two. I think it's South I think it's south as well. Yeah, I think Charlotte's the main uh, border city. Yeah, I think so too. And then I think Charleston is just straight up South Carolina. Straight I south. Could be wrong. I don't know. 
I'm not uh, boned up on my Carolina geography. I know I know Myrtle Beach is in South Carolina. That much I do know. Okay. Yeah, that's that's so, pretty fair. Yeah. Uh, so this next option, I'm going to defer to Kosovo over here for the market. Yeah. Yeah. So when we went to Camden Park, the market was um, kind of the place that was like, okay, we, we didn't really know what we wanted. Um, but there was this place called the market that had a bunch of different places in it. So I was like, screw it. Let's just go there and uh, kind of go wherever our nose takes us. It's kind of one of those cool areas where um, it's kind of this big open room. And then you have a bunch of like stands um, that serve different things. So you've got ice cream, you've got um, like you can pick up wine and beer there. There's a fuel counter, which is where I think I ate. They had salad sandwiches and pizzas. Uh, if you think of like a mod pizza or something like that, where you get to kind of put put your toppings on there, um, that's where we ended up eating. Um, and the pizza was fine. Um, I think I think I ranked it a six something. I was trying to look it up. It's not the best pizza. There's definitely better pizza in Huntington, but if you're like with a group and everybody wants a bunch of different stuff. Um, there's ice cream, there's salads, sandwiches, pizzas. Looks like there's some shakes. Butter it up. Farm to table food. Okay. This reminds and, me of uh, what's that place here that uh, parlor? We, we all went to parlor. Yeah, but parlor I think was just food. Yeah, and this is mostly food. There's a wing place, um, and some shopping like local crafts and that sort of thing. So. It's just a cool stop. Like if you're kind of in a hurry, it's convenient. Like there's a parking garage next or street parking kind of next to it. And you're kind of in and out. Um, there's also some gluten-free options because that's important for us. Um, so my wife did get the gluten-free pizza here, but then got glutened. So um, probably not safe to eat at the the fuel counter pizza place uh, if you have a, a, a pretty serious gluten allergy. So I'll just put that out there. You need to make sure your people listen to you. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Um, but I mean, overall it was a, it was a cool setting. It was, um, quick, easy option. I think, I think most people that are coaster enthusiasts going to Camden park are eating lunch. They might eat lunch here and they're on the road. So it's a good option for that. Sounds good. Appreciate you talking about the market and that rounds our food options in Huntington, Huntington, West Virginia. Wonderful. I guess we could talk about the. I don't. I don't know how the attraction game in Huntington, West Virginia, looks. But um, if you have any attractions you want to highlight there, yeah, I got a got a handful here. Um, We'll start out with the the Old North Arcade. I'm a sucker for the the barcades out there. Oh yeah, this is a 21 plus establishment. uh, Past 8 p.m. Admission and most of the games are free as long as you are drinking. Kids can be present until 8 p.m. And to seal the deal here, you're allowed to bring outside food. So uh, nice. if you got a snack you wanted to pick up elsewhere or meal, whatever, and want to come here and play some pinball, slam some beers, Old North Arcade is the, the place to do it. This is literally like a block away from the place I just mentioned to eat. So you could pick up food, take it over there, walk over, use the same parking spot. Mm. Yeah. This is what's Ooh, nice I love about Huntington. Is, here. 
their little downtown area is very walkable so that's kind of nice and this nice. is this is a part of that downtown area <clears throat> excellent well yeah and i'm i'm always down to down to place in pinball so big pinball would, guy that's what would up. not have to talk me into to doing this so. <laughs> twist his arm play some pinball yeah, you, you instead of twisting my arm, you just touch my arm. Yes, let's go play pinball. <laughs> okay, I'll come. All right, all right. Um, all right. So next on the list, more to appeal to the potential shoppers out there, if we've got any. Uh, the Central City Antiques District. It's a collection of shops featuring different products from past generations. If you are into that kind of thing. Ooh. So there's like antiques I, uh, and stuff here? Yeah. From from what I understand, it's in the name. <laughs> That's pretty fair. Uh, yeah. I'd be pretty upset if there were no antiques in the antiques district. Right. But, uh, you know, it's always kind of cool. I, I like walking around like flea markets and stuff, just seeing people's collections of old stuff. Even if I don't have the intent to buy, sometimes it's like people watching. You just like to go and see stuff you didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. So... It's very true. All right. Uh, and to round out the list uh, is actually a short trip away from Huntington, West Virginia. We've got Malibu Jacks out in Ashland, Kentucky. Ooh. It's an indoor family fun park boasting staples like go-karts, laser tag, mini golf, and a roller coaster, among other things. They do have actually a, a handful of rides there, but the roller coaster seems to be the, the main one worth mentioning. You know, the Twist and Shout SBF Spinner, <clears throat> which I think I think there's like three Malibu Jacks kind of in this Kentucky to like. Um, I get, I drove from, oh my gosh, I can't think of the city name. Louisville in Kentucky. Louisville. Yeah, I, I drove from Louisville to um, Huntington, and there was like three of these along the way, and I didn't stop at any of them. I think I should have. And just got those twist and shout coasters, but that's all right. They also have a ride called Wipeout. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a ride like this, but some rides, and I think there's a couple of Six Flags parks that might have put these in. But you sit, and there might be, it might be like ten to twelve seats, and it just spins circular, and you've got these over the shoulder restraints, and um, I don't know. It's, it's on its side. Yeah, it's it's a uh, kind of a unique ride. So to see it in an FEC is kind of interesting. I think. It, just, and, it looks to me like a scaled, I can't think of what they're called, but a scaled down version of that. Yes, uh, it, it does. It's, it looks tiny. Yeah. And the blurry picture that we have on the website there. Yeah. Um, also a good place for mini golf. Uh, it looks like a pretty cool mini golf course indoors. So uh, no matter the season, you can go mini golf at Malibu Jacks. They've got a dark ride too. It's like, It looks like a, a 40 theater dark ride. Mm-hmm. So, I've yeah. done a done a handful of those. They're pretty cool. Yeah, I they mean, are. I, I've I think I've only done one myself. Um, but yeah, I haven't. It looks like it could be a pretty cool time. Yeah. Well, that oh, rounds yeah. out our attractions for Huntington, not Williamsburg, West Virginia. <laughs> not Williamsburg. Excellent. So we can highlight uh, the reason you go to Huntington. I think as a coaster enthusiast, I don't know if you happen to go there any other time, unless you're going to a. A Marshall football game or something. Um, but yeah, Camden Park, which is a small amusement park that has an interesting vibe to it. Um, 
And before we hop into the history, I do kind of want to address it. This is this is actually uh, I posted like a review of this park on TikTok, and the local West Virginians loved it. Uh, they they were like, "Oh my gosh, somebody's talking about Camden Park. This is amazing." And in that, I found that everybody in West Virginia has this obsession with death. Um, they call it Appalachian Ooh. fatalism, uh, which is interesting because if you think about it, uh, Marshall University, famous for their the plane crash that their football team, like 75 people died in. So there's like this idea that like you're going to die any minute in, in, in West Virginia. And a park that personifies that very well is Camden Park because you've got like the paint job on the roller coasters is non-existent. Like it, you can tell it was from like 50 years ago. Um, and, and like the safety policies of these parks are, there's not IROC, right? Um, it very much feels like backwoods, uh, West Virginia. So, um, I think the locals love this place. And I, I also think it's important for, uh, you guys listening to understand like this park actually personifies the people of West Virginia. And I think it's pretty, pretty fantastic once you kind of understand that and, and get to visit the place. But, um, I love you, yeah. So could you give me a little bit about the history? Uh, Cause I don't know anything about the history of this park. Yeah. Camden Park started life as a picnic spot established by the Camden Interstate Railway Company in 1903, named after former Senator Johnson N. Camden. And that's N as in November, in case anybody needed to hear that. The park was located near a popular changeover area for people traveling by train that needed to hop onto a different train, but maybe the train was a few hours out, so they, they hit up the, the spot. Okay. The park's first ride was a carousel, which was built that same year. The first coaster was added in 1912, and after a couple managerial changes, the park came into the hands of J.P. Boylan, whose family continues operations of the park to this day. The park boasts many vintage rides and attractions to offer modern guests a classic experience. Fantastic. So uh, interesting to see Picnic <clears throat> Park because when I was there, I, I got the vibe that um, how this place stays in business is through their picnics that they do. Uh, there was like a, a West Virginian church there, um, a lot of socks and Crocs um, kind, of, kind of people. Um, it was really exciting. And, and West Virginian accents, one of my favorites. I mean, it's it's thick. It's like thicker than a deep South accent. There's like a, a special twang to it. And like, you just do not expect it. And I loved, I love this place. So uh, excited to highlight it and, and interesting to see it started as a picnic park because you can definitely tell that um, that is still the case today. Wonderful history, Jeff. Wonderful, wonderful history, Jeff. This is so good. Yeah, I love, thanks for the history. I wrote it myself. <laughs> you should be a history book writer. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, we got attractions to highlight here at Camden Park. And one thing about Camden Park, I just think it's underrated. We've got an actual, like an actual classic ride lineup here that just gets pooed on because it doesn't look as pretty as other parks. And, you know, the ride operators might be smoking a cigarette. Um, you know, it's just, just is what it is. Camden Park, characteristically, what, what has the most character just about any park that I've visited. Like, I'd rather visit this park than a low tier Cedar Fair park. So, um, Excited. So, so pumped. 
I can't wait to highlight. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, Camden Park. So we got four coasters to highlight here, and four is an asterisk. Uh, as there's one coaster that is probably the one of the most heavily debated. Is it a credit? Is it not a credit? Coasters, but we'll start with the star of the show, which is the Big Dipper Wooden Roller Coaster. A National Amusement Device Company wooden coaster built in 1958. You don't see National uh, Amusement Device Company building many coasters anymore, do you, Jeff? Uh, this is the first time I've heard that name. So, Yeah, so they have those classic trains, um, which are called NAD trains, which now I understand what it means, the National Amusement Device train. Um, if you think of Kennywood... The trains on Kennywood's Thunderbolt, uh, with kind of that classic front to it. It almost looks like there's headlights, but there's not. Um, you're almost riding in a freaking couch <laughs> with buzz bars. This is those same trains. So we've got a classic coaster here with um, the handbrake operator. You're not seeing any fancy electricity on this ride. Um, it's just a, a handbrake, a, a uh, you know, a chain lift, and, and let's let's get it going. So. I actually was very surprised by this ride. Uh, got a front seat ride in it. Was expecting it to be pretty rough. And in the front seat, it was actually butter smooth, which it, it does not have the appearance of butter smoothness. So, uh, you know, there, wa there wasn't many, I would say, exciting moments of the ride. Um, it kind of rode like similarly to what like a Woodstock Express might, but just more classic, just a little bit taller. Um, some nice tunnels smooth it, it felt like um it very much felt like thunderbolt's little brother that didn't really do much at all but gave a smooth ride so um definitely if you're wooden thunderbolt could not do yes <laughs> um but yeah definitely something that if you are a wood coaster connoisseur this ride alone should be on your bucket list because it is uh an experience for sure Next one to highlight um, is the 1961 edition, which another National Amusement Device Company roller coaster, Lil Dipper, which is your child-sized wooden roller coaster before child-sized wooden roller coasters were really a thing. So this is actually a super unique ride. It's uh, I want to say there might be six cars on it, but the the cars are so long, like where someone would usually sit is like the lap bar that comes down on you. It's just big. And mm -hmm. then like the back of the car. So every car is a wheel seat, which is interesting because you're just sitting on the wheel. Um, but it was a lot of fun as well. Um, rode similarly to a Woodstock Express. And I, I can't compare it to any other coaster I've ridden. Um, but it was just a, a fun ride. Another handbrake operated kind of kind of deal there. And then in 2016, they actually added their most recent roller coaster, the Slingshot, which is an SBS spinner, which if you were coming on your way from Louisville, um, you rode one of these on the way in at Malibu Jacks, and now you're going to ride one here. <laughs> this is kind of similar to that thing they, uh, I don't remember which SeaWorld got one of these, but the one where it just kind of does the, the circuit and it just keeps getting powered on through. Yeah, it's a pretty short ride. I can't think of what it's called, though. I think you're thinking of the one in uh, San Diego. Maybe. Um, I don't remember which one it was at, but it, it reminds me of that where it's the it's figure eight. Track and you're just yeah. doing the same thing over and over. That is true. I, I get what you're saying there. Um, yeah, see, San Diego has 
One is like an inversion on top that doesn't spin. Um, I can't think of the name of it because it never operates. But yeah, it, it is a, a similar layout. <clears throat> sure. Just not as inverty. Right. <laughs> inverty is a word, right? Uh, it is here. Yeah. And this was the coaster I didn't get to ride because there was a rainstorm a little bit before our arrival. And uh, it just was not operating yet. Um, but we got another 1960 attraction. So when you look at the coaster lineup here, 1958, 1961, 1960, talk about a coaster drought from 1961 to 2016. But I think they actually added one and removed one um, by then. But okay, you got the Haunted House Pretzel Dark Ride. Um, so this is primarily a dark ride. And it has one of the more unique or sorry, one of the most basic, most simple operating systems I've ever seen. You're, you're pushed out by the ride up and pushed onto a chain lift. And then I believe there's an immediate right. And then there's a coaster drop where you go down and you go up and then it takes you through some scenes. And, um, basically you're going through different haunted house scenes, very basic, like mostly black room with like a skeleton kind of thing. And then you hit what feels like a wild mouse turn, but like your back wheels swing and it just kind of goes and it is controlled by gravity the whole way through. So it actually, it feels like a wild mouse. Um, So I actually do count this as a coaster credit, um, but I can see in doing so how that could be kind of a slippery slope to some other dark rides. Um, But for me personally, I felt like this was a, a coaster. And I think it is as much as fire in the hole is. Yeah, I think I would say the same thing. Um, I think the only difference is it, it's in a dark ride vehicle. So I think coaster enthusiasts have trouble considering that a credit. Are you talking about a car with wheels uh, that is <laughs> uh, part of it is held onto a rail? Yes. Because that sounds a little familiar. Kind of sounds like a roller and, coaster to me. Yeah. And controlled by gravity. With a chain lift. This is a coaster. Uh like I'm <laughs> I'm missing like I'm more interested to hear the arguments, like the, the dissenting arguments, like why it why it isn't. Is it because maybe I think it would literally be because it doesn't look like a coaster. Well. Because I don't I don't know how else you would count it. Or wouldn't count it. Um, and it is controversial because even on RCDB, which a lot of people say is the holy grail of coaster credits, it's not it's not necessarily it's not listed. It doesn't have a listing as a coaster, but in like the Camden Park page, it does say there is also a dark ride that many people consider a coaster credit, but they don't have it listed as one. So some people don't they refuse to use their brains and they say RCDB is is the you know well some people also think that cedar point is the best park in the united states so some people do think that <laughs> but anyway those Neither are the four are one of those people <laughs> those are the four coasters there um you know usually we we've started ranking coasters at the parks and we do like a top five we could technically kind of do that here with um a top four. You want to you want to move forward with that? Uh, sure. All right. So uh, Camden Park, our top fours. We'll go four, three, two, one. 
and uh, kind of go from there. So you want to you want to rank your fourth? Yeah, uh, purely because wheel seats. Uh, Little Dipper probably gets the number four slot. Mm. Um, a little bit of roughness. Slingshot just doesn't look appealing or interesting to me, but it would be smooth. So I guess that's a, a positive. Uh, All right. So that's your number four is Little Dipper. Or sorry. Yeah, Little Dipper. Yeah, Little Dipper and then Slingshot at number three. Sorry. You're good. Uh, number, number two, uh, I would say the dark ride just because it's got personality it does and then the the big dipper i mean it's the big dipper yeah it's the it's why you go there yeah one thing i i I did leave off of the haunted house um to stop the ride the ride up physically stops you they they dig their heels in extend their arms out and catch you they put their body doesn't sound as psychotic to me as a veteran of uh, the wacky, wacky room <laughs> when it was just, just we didn't have any buttons it was just the brake stick oh. and on a rainy day uh, the brake stick was not enough so you had to like extend so you've done this before <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, I, it feels weird to talk about that seeing like all the technology that's available now yeah, I mean that was that was fifteen years. Wait, uh, can't do math. That was seventeen years ago now. But I worked the wacky worm, and that was actually a brake stick. Yeah, it was just just a joystick. You you pulled it down to release the brakes, and that's ideally how the train would roll out. But often needed uh, a push to get out. <laughs> uh, and then coming in, uh, if it was raining, you pretty much wouldn't touch the brake stick. Because it was going to slide, and oftentimes shoot right on through, oh, wow. uh, so kind of needed to do your best to use your use judgment and try and help slow the train manually. <laughs> That's fantastic. And, like, did obviously not safe at all, but definitely, you know, you had to stop the thing. It was necessary. It's not your fault That's for sure, right? Well, so if it was raining, we also knew we couldn't fill the train mm-hmm. because it would just cruise right on through the brakes. Makes sense why uh, adults couldn't ride for a while. When you yeah, that. or at least not without a kid. Yeah. So. Excellent. Well, um, yeah, I, I'm just saying you haven't lived until like a, a six foot six West Virginia dude with a cigarette in his mouth stops you at the end of a ride, um, which I think is one of the best coaster experiences of my life. Yeah. All right. I do want to rank my top four Camden attractions uh, or Camden roller Camden roller coasters. Number four for me is the SBF Spinner, just because you can ride an SBF Spinner twenty minutes down the road in Kentucky. You can ride an SBF Spinner anywhere in America. It feels like at this point. Um, so just the uniqueness of it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bury that at four. Number three, I am putting the Haunted House Dark Ride. Um, mostly because it did kind of hurt me. Um, I was sitting like, you know, like if you're uh, driving a convertible or whatever and you got your arms sticking out the window, that's how I was sitting in the car. And one time it, it swung out and my elbow was in between the vehicle and the wall and it hit the wall. And I actually had like a little oh. bruise on my elbow, um, 
which Camden oh Park, God. you're supposed to get a little bit hurt. So uh, it was, right. I was kind of proud of it, but it also surprised the hell out of me because I didn't think that that the vehicle would swing that close to the wall. <laughs> right. That's oh, I can yeah. feel like you've painted a picture there, and I'm not not happy about it. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to, to deal with that, but yeah, I guess if you're all about collecting bumps at classic parks, then you you nailed it. It was pretty cool, actually. It was more cool than it was hurtful. Um, yeah, so it's more more bragging rights, I'd say, which is what you go for That's at the park. Yeah. N- number two, I do have Little Dipper, um, the family wooden coaster. While it runs a little bit rougher than a, a standard coaster because you got to sit on the wheel seat, um, it still doesn't go fast enough to be rough. So I put that at number two. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just because the uniqueness of it, of like, I don't. There may be one other place that you can ride something similar to this in the world. Um, so it's it's pretty unique experience. And then number one is Big Dipper, um, a wooden coaster. I was very surprised by that. Um, I think once I sit down and do my wooden coaster rankings, it probably lands in my top fifty just because of how unique, how cool it is, how it personifies the people of West Virginia, how every West Virginian has a story that it caught fire, and uh, I don't know that it actually has. Fun fact, West Virginians literally think this ride is over 100 years old. And uh, whenever they say that, I'm like, well, it was actually built in 1958. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it is, but it's also, you know, as old as, you know, our parents are. So it's not 100. Another another 25 years and then, then they'll be right. If it makes it, we'll see. Um, excellent. So let's highlight the other attractions in Camden Park because I, I think that's something that doesn't get talked about a lot here. Is it's not just the coaster credits here. If you want to, you know, if you want to get all the coaster credits, you can knock them out in twenty minutes or so, depending on if there's somebody there to operate them. Um, but if you wanted to extend this to potentially an hour to two hours, I think two hours max is well more than what you need at this park, unless you were going to do some mini golf or something. Um, but there are some other attractions that it's like, wait a second, we got some classics on here. So they actually do have flying scooters, which um, is usually a sign of a pretty good park. If you've got those flying scooters, uh, the flyers, as, as many coaster enthusiasts call them. Um, I did not ride them when I went, but they looked fun. There's also a log flume here, um, which is pretty unique because it's just the log flume is just concrete troughs in the ground. And then it takes you up and down a drop back into the concrete flume. Um, so it's, it's it's very bare bones of a log flume. There's no theming. The theming is grass. Um, but it's cool looking. And No, no friend to uh, fiberglass contact. Yes. Like concrete troughs. <laughs> That's right. Um, so they probably uh, look, rotate out those uh, logs quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you've also got the Skyliner chairlift, which I'm gonna be honest, is a chairlift that I saw and I was like, I think I'm gonna pass on this one. But yeah, the, their even their picture uh, <laughs> on their own site, like that thing looks like it's held together by uh, connects. Yes, and it looks like it. Great. Um, Great. And when when you talk about getting stopped on a ride or being evacuated from one, the Camden Park Skyliner is not not a place I want to get evacuated from. So I just kind of like my wife was like, hell no, I'm not doing that. And I was like, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't think I need to either. Um, you probably get okay views of the park, but it, it literally just takes you down to the uneventful part of the park and turns you around 
and then you can kind of get good views on the way back. But man, this whole park just need it needs paint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to kind of help with uh, perceived safety here, I think would be nice. And then um, you've also got a train that kind of goes around the back half, really the log flume area of the back of the park, um, which is like a miniature train, which is kind of neat. And then they do have a classic whip ride, which again we did not ride, but if you're if you're looking for some extra thrills, um, the whip at Camden Park it just sounds like a really good time. Yeah. You so get your ghost ride on. Ghost ride the whip. And then, you know, they've got mini golf, so they've got ways to kind of extend your day here. Um, now, where they you can't really extend your day much here is the food options, um, which I'll go ahead and let you highlight, which I'm pretty sure is going to be one food item. Well, I was going to say they their their website is probably Hilarious. one of the worst uh, I've ever seen as far as uh, covering their dining options. They name drop two things. Uh, they name drop Prano Pups, which is what you want. Famous with the locals for their corn dogs and corn dog bites. And then they name drop the West Virginia Grill, and all they say about it is offers sit down meals in a cool atmosphere. So I don't know what the fuck you're gonna get there, but <laughs> I did not um, see that grill place. And if they are referring to what I think they are referring to, I think it's picnic seating with tents or like terrific. Covers. Yeah, I don't think. Okay, I didn't well, see, so not even air conditioned then. I didn't see an indoor <laughs> restaurant when I was there. Okay, I saw well, like then, one stand. Yeah, they've got pictures of funnel cakes and cotton candy. Otherwise, but that's about all I can tell you. I could have probably dug deeper uh, using Google, but where's the fun in that? I'm just going straight with what the the site's going to tell me, and that's next to nothing. Right, it is. It's a terrible site. Like I, I looked up events, and I was like, "Ooh, I bet they highlight events here," and there's nothing under the events. <laughs> like. You can tell somebody I, I, made a. Go ahead. I think I think the website needs paint. <laughs> yes, I, it, it looks like somebody made a website ten years ago and hasn't touched it. Um, it's kind of what it feels like. Yeah, and and honestly, uh, what kind of sucks about this park is um, admission wise, it's not a it's not an expensive park by any means. Uh, like the most expensive ticket I think on Saturday is like twenty two bucks to get in, get you access mm-hmm. to everything. Um, but if you get it online, you save a few bucks. But it's not like you can walk up with a ticket on your phone. You have to print out your ticket or else it won't be a ticket. Um, and they don't scan it. They just take your ticket. If I remember right, I think they just took the ticket. There wasn't like a scan or anything. It's just like, oh, you got you purchased on the website. Go right ahead. So real real quick, uh, there's a I'm, I'm looking at the, the ticket sales page now. If you are in the area or feel you might be. Uh, their season passes are currently on sale for $60. Ooh. So you would have to visit at least three times to get your money's worth on that. But <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're normally at 120, which is, mm. I, I think is pretty aggressive pricing for a park like this, but probably caters more to locals than anything. It is a locals park. Um, yeah. The only way you do that is if you're going like every weekend, but. Um, okay, I said I was going to highlight special events and extras. Um, there's nothing on the website highlighted, but um, I do know EB from Coaster Radio went this year during Halloween, and there was like a haunted house, um, which I think is their Halloween event, and and it's you know bare bones like backyard haunted house. But yeah, there you have it. 
but that's Camden Park. Um, I definitely say put it on your if you're if you're serious about riding coasters and traveling and and seeing different parks, you have to at least see this place and, and take a lap on all their coasters. Um, I don't think you put it above like, oh, I need to get to Hershey Park. Should I do that or Camden Park? There's an obvious answer there. Um, <laughs> but if you're if you're like really wanting to see what is out there in the world as far as different amusement parks, there's nothing like Camden Park, which is um, I think worth a visit. I will say I I, I might have missed if you said it or not, but they also have uh, swan boats. So they do. Yeah, swan boats. I can't picture the lake that it sits on, but there must be a lake with swan boats that I, I didn't see. Yeah, $6 for two people. No, that's a good price. Go get your paddle on. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, that's that's Camden Park. We appreciate you, Camden Park. You were a great time. Um, yeah. And now we're just going to awkwardly kind of shimmy up to Columbus, Ohio. I don't know if it's a natural route or not, but we got to cover both these small parks. Yeah. But uh, you want to uh, highlight the food and drink in Columbus? Yeah, I uh, got on through here, uh, hit up one of these places. Excuse me. Um, a few weeks ago. Uh, I'm going to lead off with the Cap City Fine Diner. Actually, a recommendation received from Coaster Bro. As more with, Coaster Bro's wife. More Coaster Bro's wife. Yes. And I'll, you'll, you'll know why here in a second. Uh, as with most diners we cover... These guys have an absolutely enormous menu. Yes. Uh, but there is one big old thing to set them apart from others is how gigantic their gluten-free menu is. <laughs> Shout out, Brittany. Yes. But for real, for real, there's... I, I would eat here. I could probably be a regular here if I lived in the area. And I highly recommend this place. Um, I, I did it before we recorded. I, I asked my wife, like, I want to get some quotes from you about this place. Um, before we talk about it and um, it's kind of unique because we were kind of running through Columbus Ohio on the way home it's like let's get some credits on the way home and you know we're driving from Pittsburgh so it's like this is natural Um, and we're driving and she's like I really am craving fish and chips and it's like what the (laughs) fuck okay Um, but she googles it and she finds Cap City Diner has fish and chips gluten-free and she's like oh Oh my gosh, I found gluten-free fish and chips, which is insane. Um, and we kind of get there, and they have an entire, an enormous gluten-free menu with like things that you don't usually see on gluten-free menus, like fish and chips. Um, you know, they have burgers, like gluten-free buns. Um, they've got, what else? I, I feel like I need to, wow, this shrimp cocktail, calamari. Freaking! I was gonna say the 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 hot and sour calamari uh, appetizer sounds really really good. Yeah, but it was fantastic. When I got there, I immediately had to use the restroom, and the waitress came up to Brittany, and she asked for the gluten free menu, and, she, and the, the the waitress was super nice, and hands her the gluten free menu. And it's like I'm gonna bring out some gluten free rolls, and she's like, "What? Oh. They just have gluten free rolls available." So um, that's super cool. Yeah, so she said this is literally the best gluten-free restaurant experience she's ever had. Um, especially last year, she said it was her highlighted, like her favorite place to eat. Um, and as a gluten connoisseur, a uh, lover of gluten, eats all the gluten things, um, this was also a very delicious place. And and what I love about it 
is when you think about a diner, you think it's kind of grungy. Um, there's kind of that home feeling to it. But when you walk in, it, it actually is kind of fancy. It's like a fancy diner. Um, but, you mm-hmm. know, everybody's from Ohio, so they're in their sweatpants and T-shirts and that sort of thing. So it's it's like casual, but it's uh, it's just got a really cool vibe to it. And, you know, the the uh, menu is pretty extensive as well. So, um, yeah, there's I can pick out about 30 things that I want like right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I, I believe because uh, when I go to a diner, I really crave um, just a burger and fries. You know, like there's something about a diner burger that's just like fantastic yeah. to me. So that's what I got. Um, but gosh, there is all sorts of things on this menu. Um, like if we were if we were hitting up uh, the area, I'd probably want to come here at least like three or four times. Yeah, I think I would too. And get um, something new each time. And just looking at like their dinner menu, you know, they've got classic martinis. They've got all sorts of appetizers like calamari. They got wings. They've got southern fried chicken, spicy chicken, rigatoni, fish and chips. Like there's just such a variation of different things sandwiches great desserts um but i just my wife would highly recommend this place as would i um so i recommend like if you go back to see your brother you gotta stop into cap city it's delicious absolutely i'm gonna actually i'm gonna text him about this place after we hop off because he'd love it i think he needs to make it happen if he hasn't already he's he was a a hilarious complaint of his uh, where he's staying uh, which the town that he's it's right outside of Columbus but yeah. uh, he's staying in Hilliard is okay. his main complaint is there are Bob Evans everywhere <laughs> <laughs> I'm drowning in Bob Evans <laughs> yeah like he can't turn a corner without seeing a freaking Bob Evans which I was like well as long as you're not driving around there at like three or four you're going to miss the rush so yeah <laughs> fantastic yeah. the only place in the world where you're complaining about too many bob evans <laughs> right <laughs> uh, well and i i think it's because they're based around there um which i think dublin's also near there and is the home of wendy's if i recall mm. uh so i mean uh a, a, a location rooted in obviously classy food history yes <laughs> bob evans and wendy's uh <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, after the Cap City Fine Diner, uh, you know maybe you're you're in a trash food mode here. Uh, this is one I can speak to personally. We've got Dirty Frank's Hot Dog Palace. Ooh. Went here a few weeks ago. It's a hole in the wall, which means the grub is going to be great. That is what uh, it's not remotely classy, but I had a uh, I had a delicious bacon wrapped dog um i'd never had one before uh so i have no basis for comparison but there's is um <laughs> and then i got the the alex style tachos which are basically chili cheese tots made an excellent pairing to that um highly recommend they they've got some pretty wild stuff on their menu um there is like every type of imaginable thing you could do to a hot dog is done here it looks like <laughs> Right, and they they're pretty pretty uh, light on their naming too. Uh, there's just one called Your Wiener. Nice. Uh, they've got the birthday suit, Cleveland Rocks, 
uh, the Frito Bandito. It's just fun to read through their menu. Like you just want to sit there and and read the names of stuff. They've got one called the Real Man. Ooh. So yeah, and then just food's great. And then they've got plenty of uh, adult beverages as well. If you are wanting to bring that on board, bring that on board. Goodness. Oh yeah, they got uh, the Rick Astley. <laughs> <laughs> never gonna, gonna give you, you up. up sweet tea vodka and lemonade which that's a great name yeah yeah it's basically an arnold palmer but they called it a rick astley so yeah but that's a uh, dirty frank's hot dog palace it's uh kind of right right on the edge of downtown if i recall nice um, but yeah uh and then to round out the list um recommended by a family member haven't gone but i would like to uh hound dogs three degree pizza which has earned a 7.4 from the community on one bite so it's solid um pies look good uh they've got a good good coverage on their menu um their logo is a basset hound which i i fuck with that yeah yeah Uh, rest in peace or rest in power maple (laughs) <laughs> that's right um i mean they've got pizza they've got wings lots of bar style food options but you come here for the pizza um and honestly i'd have a kind of a tough time picking one because they've got a got a lot of good looking pies here um this would be probably a good place to share food unless one member of your party wants a veggie pizza at chet and matt's and then you guys split up the chair and you lose the coin toss and have to split the veggie pizza. I'm not bitter. Not at all. No, 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 no nothing against over veggie 10 years pizza, ago. but I am definitely a meat pizza. Yeah, and I still hold on to this grudge. <laughs> That's a uh, Matt one day. Yeah. But yeah, that, that rounds out our Columbus, Ohio food. We've got Cap City Fine Diner, Dirty Frank's Hot Dog Palace, and Hound Dog's Three Degree Pizza. I don't know what the three degrees was. Uh, like I didn't really dig too deep into it, but nothing on their menu really points out like why it's called Hound Dog's Three Degree Pizza. But yeah, it's uh, obviously looks fully cooked, so I couldn't tell you. Well, you want to highlight the attractions of Columbus? We got a few of those to yeah. highlight. Yeah, we got a few of those to highlight, and none of them are the Ohio State University or any of their properties. Um, is that in Columbus? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I Ryan. Ryan took me to see the stadium. It's uh, it's a stadium. Yeah. Uh, sorry for any uh, anybody that's hard up for Ohio State. So. A lot, lot, lot of, lot of Ohioans are. Yeah. All right. So we are leading off this list with, uh, I'm going to call it Cozy, uh, C O S I, which is short for the Center of Science and Industry. It is rated as the number one science museum in the country by USA Today's ten wow. best. It is an esteemed science center. That has delighted Central Ohio and any other visitors who would come with all things science for 58 years. Wow, I, I'm a I, I like a good uh, museum, especially interactive museums like this. So I'd I'd check it out. I would almost go back uh, for this. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, and if I understood correctly, 
uh i think it is built inside of like an old school like they, really they modified it obviously but it, yeah used to be a school i guess wow that's pretty so um all right so next on the list we've got the franklin park conservatory and botanical gardens this will probably be a good freebie option i think it was free anyway um featuring exotic plant collections seasonal exhibits i'm nerd out on some sweet plant action it's a it's a good looking garden love good and garden. then to to round out the list kind of in the the spirit of the market over in huntington we've got the easton town center modern town center area boasting shopping restaurants and entertainment options if you need a filler day uh, to kind of address multiple needs hey i'd rather go there and see your point so easton town center yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry Ohioans. awesome and boys yes yeah Rounds out the the stuff to do in Columbus. <clears throat> well, it doesn't round always, it off. If you're okay. in the Discord and uh, any of our other platforms, feel free to shout out any other stuff to do or things to eat from either of these locations. Well, we got to go to the Columbus Zoo. That's the other thing in Columbus hmm. to do. Right, right. I guess the, that uh, that would be the important bit why we're here. Hey, I hear the Columbus Zoo has a. Um... A history, probably. You got anything about that? It does kind of, sort of. Um, it ended on kind of a sour note here very, very recently. But, well, I mean, it didn't end, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a sec. Oh. The present-day Columbus Zoo opened in 1927 as Riverside Park. The first animals, uh, including lions and tigers, were displayed in 1932. And in oh. 1937 name change to the Columbus Municipal Zoo. Uh, a more recent bit of news on the zoo, uh, kind of a sad uh, bit of history here, as they lost their accreditation with the Association of Zoos and Aquariums over financial mismanagement and animal endangerment in 2021. But they have since done the work they need to regain their accreditation. <laughs> the Columbus Zoo lost their AZA. That's huge. To, yeah. to not get your AZA accreditation is like, oh, this is a sketchy fucking zoo. Yeah, so they, they lost it, but got it back. Oh, wow. And that was very, very recently. Uh, we won't we won't dive into that too much more because it kind of bummed me out, but I feel that it should at least be out there so that people can inform themselves if they need to. Well, I will say on, on my visit here, uh, we... The idea for us was to, uh, we were on our way home from Pittsburgh, and it's like, let's do something on the way, because Pittsburgh to Kansas City is a long drive. So we decided on a Saturday in July, we're going to go to the Columbus Zoo, uh, <laughs> which was uh, immediately once we kind of pulled into the parking lot, we found was going to be a mistake. So uh, we did, we pulled in, uh, actually before before we pulled in. I called the zoo, and I hate when I have to call a place and be like, hey, are your roller coaster's running? I just feel like a coaster nerd when I do that, and I, I hate bothering people doing that. But I called because it was raining that day. So I called, and it's like, hey, I know it's been raining. Are you guys going to be opening your roller coasters up? If so, are they both running now? And they said, yep, they're both going to be running. We're open. Come on in. Let's ride some coasters. And, um, so we get there and we pay the parking, which I think was like 10 bucks. 
And then we get up to the front gate and I, I look and I, I don't see the spinning coaster running. So it's like, well, fuck, we've already paid $10. Um, let's ask at the front gate. And they're like, oh, yeah, it isn't running. So by the time we're up to the front gate, and this this place is huge. You've got a water park. You've got the amusement park. You've got a gigantic zoo. And by the time we get up there and wait in line, it's like, oh, I think it's only our – they couldn't even really guarantee it, but they thought that the wooden coaster was running. So it's like, oh, so your fucking story's changed. Um, but we've already paid the $10, so it's like, whatever. Let's pay the... That's how they get you in. Yeah, so we paid for admission and to pay for, like, rides. The rides are cheap once you get in, but for two of us, we paid about 70 bucks to go in and get the coaster credit uh, <laughs> because we were there already. So I was like, fuck it. Let's do it. Um, we get there, and we go to the wooden coaster and ride it, and it was fun. Um, but then, yeah, the spinning coaster just wasn't going to open all day. And then it was like we were just in a crowded zoo um, with not a lot of time to do anything. So um, it honestly was the biggest ripoff of my life as far as um, paying to get coaster credits. So my my advice to you is if you are going to go to this zoo, make sure you spend some time and you have budgeted time to go see the animals and get your money's worth because it is not worth going in to get one coaster credit. And it probably was barely worth it for the second um, but that's my story. So I'm a little salty at the zoo and, uh, even saltier that I paid $70 and the money's being mismanaged. <laughs> like That's a big fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I, we're, we're not doing a great job of talking this place up here. <laughs> no. Um, but in reality, I guess people do say it's one of the best zoos in America. Um, but yeah, knowing yeah. the AZA bit, I, I think I'd have to disagree. But anyway, we'll move on. We'll highlight the stuff. So 1956 edition of the Sea Dragon, which this used to be called Wyandotte Park. Um, I don't know if it used to be a separate admission, but I think they should go back to that. That'd be kind of nice. But anyway, this is the oldest operating roller coaster in Ohio. Uh, 1956 Sea Dragon, the PTC family wooden coaster. And um, I will say it was a good time. Uh, On our visit... It was it was becoming an ace landmark, so it got its fresh plaque, and there were acers everywhere at the zoo, um, which was hilarious to me. Um, a lot of high socks, a lot of tucked in shirts into cargo shorts, a lot of people riding the sea dragon. Um, so that was kind of funny. But um, so I wrote it the day it became a historical landmark by coincidence with my coaster people there. They also have the 2021 edition title twist, which is a Zamperla spinning coaster, which from how I understand, it's been down more than it's been up. Um, in my visit, there was a guy working on one of the mid course breaks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they go the, the two, two roller coasters there. Um, you can get the credit if you want to drop a lot of cash. Um, some other rides that they do have here um, are pretty unique. I mean, well, what's not unique? They, they have a scrambler and a flyers. I was going to say, they do seem to have an above average volume of rides for a zoo. Yes, for a zoo, above average for sure, as far as rides available, especially if you have kids. Um, yeah. Now, they are pay per ride. Um, I think they have some like passes that make it not pay per ride, but it's like a season pass kind of thing. Yeah, it says free for gold members on pretty much all of these rides. 
I love gold. Thank you, gold member. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> was, oh, I'm slow. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Got the joke mm-hmm. in. Um, but yeah, they got a, a, decent, a decent collection of, of rides. Um, one of their more unique rides, which we ended up bailing on because, I mean, we paid for it up front at the at the desk, and then we got dumped into a 45-minute to an hour wait for that we bailed on and gave our tickets to some strangers, um, which is another place where it's like, God, this place is a ripoff. But anyway, uh, the Dinosaur Island Boat Ride, which... Um, you get in these boats and you go through different animatronic dinosaurs and actual like live animals as well. Um, you kind of see you pass the exhibit. Um, so it's a unique attraction there. Um, and they also do have a train that kind of takes you around like a safari, kind of like a safari train, but with North American animals. Um, so yeah, you got kind of a unique way to look at animals with those types of rides and um, a decent collection of rides too. So um let's see there's also a gigantic water park like surprisingly big looks like a it almost looks like you're pulling up to a six flags big water park um and this is called zoom busy bay um they've got love it yeah it's a good name i gotta give them that and the highlighted attraction here which gets most people excited and honestly it was a very popular attraction um as i saw it um they have a place called Crocktail Creek and the Sandbar. So this is essentially a lazy river for adults only that serves booze. Um, so Love it. Yeah, you saw a lot of half-naked Ohioans with drinks just taking laps. Um, you can tell, like, they just... The reason they were there was to float and drink in this lazy river, which I got to give it to them. That is a pretty cool attraction i mean usually get lazy rivers you might be lucky to get a swim at bar in some places to have both i gotta give it to columbus zoo here um they they also do have slides um one which is where you you pick a soundtrack like a a music and like inside of the slide is pumping lights and um it's kind of based off of the song you pick which is unique yeah yeah they have a water coaster and I would just say a couple of good quality slides like uh, those bowl slides that you see places, um, the vortex kind of slides where you've got that that cone that you go in and kind of swing back and forth yeah. in. Um, so it's a good water park. Um, honestly, I think of the three, the water park, the amusement area, and the zoo, I was most impressed, most surprised at the scope of that water park. Um, so maybe... Maybe this is a full day place, not a couple hour place. Yeah. Um, as far as the zoo, um, I'll kind of run through a quick highlight of what they have to offer as far as exhibits. Um, one of the few places we actually dipped into is Jack Hanna's Animal Encounters Village, um, which is in Adventure Cove, which Adventure Cove is technically the amusement park and a couple of animal attractions as well. Um, it was actually a really well done portion. You walk in and um, you basically have animals that, they've kind of themed the, um, what would you call those? The encounters, the Mm -hmm. exhibits to like a city. So like you're in like a city park and there's a possum chilling on a bench kind of thing, Um, which was kind of neat. Um, they also have North America, which has the train ride that highlights elks, bears, otters, and wolves. You've got the polar encounter that obviously highlights polar bears. So, Polar bears at a zoo, usually pretty cool. 
They've got the Heart of Africa, which is like gazelles, big cats, giraffes. Uh, think about like the plains of Africa kind of thing. Um, you've got that. And then they have Congo Expedition, which is more of an African forest theme um, with like gorillas and different types of monkeys kind of being the highlight there. Dinosaur Island, which we talked about the boat ride. Uh, Australia with koalas, kangaroos. Um, it's actually Australia and the islands. Shores and aquariums, which they've got an aquarium, uh, tortoises, you know, fish in aquariums, and penguins, and Asia, which has an emphasis on like elephants and rhinos, Asia Quest. So big zoo. It's a big one. Do you have any comments on the accreditation? Yes. What's that? I said back with its accreditation. Yes, and now it has its like what? What happens once it loses its accreditation? Do, are they like not allowed to display animals or? No, you get to display animals. It's just, um, it's more of a PR hit yeah. to be like we don't take care of our animals appropriately. Is uh, it's a big hit. Like, yeah, um, I remember because I used to work at an aquarium, and that AZA <laughs> accreditation was, uh, I mean, stressful. There's like different types of uh, animal safety, you know, safety for the employees, um, different standards that you had to hit. And if you don't hit those standards, they pull the accreditation um, and really like informed animal people that are going to these types of exhibits. They're looking for that AZA accreditation um, to, to kind of tell them, oh, this is a, an appropriate place to go. This is not a place I want to spend my money. So I bet they took right. a pretty big hit um, once they lost this accreditation, especially for a place this big. Yeah. And it sounds yeah. like they've got action steps in order to get those back. And they obviously did that because that's a top priority. If you're not an AZA accredited zoo, it's kind of a big fuck you. Right. <laughs> One. So. I, you know, I, I like to go to zoos. I kind of collect them. I don't know how many I've been to, but um, some some zoo news from, from this week, if uh, folks around our area were not made aware, I don't know if you saw, but one of our polar bears passed away. I did see that. Um, I, well, I shouldn't say passed away. Well, they have passed away, but it, it was, they were, they were euthanized because they were suffering from renal failure. Yikes. And they exhausted all their options to to help her out but uh, she wasn't to my if i recall she wasn't like being used for breeding or anything yeah because uh i think that was the reason she was brought here is there was there was no hope for her on the breeding front and we weren't looking to breed polar bears or or we're just not like that huge of a, a breeding zoo i know we did uh, uh have a newborn I, I'm gonna butcher the breed, but it's a, a highly a critically endangered white rhinoceros of some kind. Just had a baby here. Nice. Um, so that's that's pretty neat. That but, is. Yeah. Now and uh, then, uh, on the uh, water park front, I did see. Sorry to kind of veer off into a thing again. I did see. Uh, I will have to dig up the article, but I saw they're planning another water park on the old Schlitterbahn land, Margaritaville. Oh yeah, yeah. It's going to be a margarita. I think that I think that's going to be it because I know there was like rumors that a margaritaville is coming. Um, so it'd be like a resort with water park. Um, mm-hmm. I think it. I think it is going to be a margaritaville though. 
and a sweet view of the Menards because that's also on the old Schlitterbahn land. That's the best part of it. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry for the the veering off. Just I was paying attention to the news for a change this week. <laughs> Look at you. Hey, was there uh, was there any food to highlight at the Columbus Zoo? I don't remember seeing anything, but did you have uh, any? I I mean they they do spell out their food options on the site, but it's it's zoo food. It's burgers, chicken, hot dogs, salads, and everything else you see. Like no zoo I've ever been to is known for their food. Fair enough, uh, to my knowledge, and there's nothing I can find pointing. So like honestly, you just go in and when you're hungry, find something you want to eat. That's about my best recommendation for this place because it's it's nothing sexy. Or just eat at the diner place and uh, before you go in. That's what we did. Yeah. Also that. Excellent. Well, I, I appreciate you joining Jeff for the probably one of the weirder stops we've ever had on this here road trip. Uh, I know our next stop is going to be an exciting one for a lot of people. Uh, we'll be going Kings to Island King, Kings Island, <laughs> Kings Island, highlighting Cincinnati and um, a couple of other credit stops along the way. You know, we're going to be highlighting a an amusement park that's only open for a cu- couple days around the year. Um, there's just a, a lot to highlight here. So um, excited for that next stop for sure. And um, this next little stretch of the road trip, we're going to be highlighting a lot of um, some of the best parts in the Midwest. So excited to get back into the Midwest again. Does the uh, Cincinnati Zoo have any creds? Uh, I don't know. If if they do, like we're going to have to dedicate a whole segment of the show to Harambe because this is where Harambe was. Hey, we'll have, to, we'll have to find some way to bring Harambe into the conversation for yeah. sure. Yeah. Except uh, for Harambe. Except for Harambe. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, if you love this show, uh, you probably like all our other shit too. You can find that out at solo.to slash coastercuzzies. I just wrapped up my top 75 amusement parks there. So on TikTok, you can go check that out at coastercuzzies. Um, all 75 of the parks I've been to ranked. So that's a good time. Um, also you can check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and that is all, all of it's on solo.to slash coastercuzzies all in one space just for you. <laughs>